2: I honestly don't even freaking know how I did it. Like, I just kept telling my coaches, I'm nervous. I'm scared. I'm nervous. I'm freaking out here. Help me. I'm freaking out. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that, that's the insight. <laughs> it wasn't pretty. <laughs> you
3: you vision that so many times in so many different ways, um, but nothing is like the real thing. You know, to be in the moment um, where you, you truly, the preparation and the hard work, that you put in the determination to want to win is really put to the test, you know. And you can easily just say maybe next time, or you find a way to do it, you know. And I think uh, you can envision it over and over and over again, but when you're there, there's nothing like that moment to be present and
1: to seize that opportunity. I don't know what I'm really what I'm really feeling right now. I haven't, it hasn't hit, it hasn't even soaked in. It's it's a it's a crazy feeling that I'm sitting at this point with a gold medal on my my neck. And uh, this is something different. This is something that that I'll take in forever and that'll that'll sit with me forever. Um, Just a a crazy moment for me in my life. For right
4: now, I'm Olympic bronze medalist. And um, that's all I need for now.
5: What's up? Hello, everybody. Welcome back to In the Room, a wrestling podcast from the Des Moines Register. I'm Cody Goodwin, the Register's wrestling writer, and I am glad you're here. Happy Monday, August 9th, only a few days removed from the end of the 2020 Olympic Games, and we're going to talk about um, USA Wrestling's historic, memorable, sensational performance on today's show. What an absolute treat that was to watch last week in Tokyo. Um, We are going to probably keep talking about it, not just today, but in the weeks ahead, and this Guys, this performance is going to be remembered for years and years to come. It was an incredible week in Tokyo for the American wrestlers. Nine total medals, three gold medalists, five total finalists, and just tons of remarkable performances weaved in and around. Just those basic facts right here. We're going to talk about all that, and I've also got some interviews for you guys from our Iowa guy Thomas Gilman after his bronze medal-winning performance, and also from America's three gold medalists, Tamra Stock, David Taylor, and Gable Dan Steveson. Shout out to USA Wrestling for help. Getting that audio But I wanted to start here Before we hear from the champs and the medalists um, With just some big picture stuff Before we kind of get into the nitty gritty Um, And to begin I want you guys to come back with me To Rio de Janeiro Home of the 2016 Olympic Games This was almost 5 years ago now and the united states won just three medals that week right um but two of them were historic it seems like so long ago but um that week um helen maroulis became america's first ever olympic gold medalist in women's freestyle wrestling she secured her spot in usa wrestling lore with a 4-1 victory over japan's saori oshida who was at that time a 16-time world and olympic champion so very historic first medal there in rio the second one was kyle snyder um he was america's youngest olympic gold medalist in wrestling at age 20 just one year removed from his first world title he defeated azerbaijan's gita gozimov two to one in the final match of the wrestling competition in rio like the very last match and then they got on a plane and went home um right before they left though Bruce Burnett, shout out to the past a little bit. Um, He was the U.S. men's freestyle head coach at the time, and he said this quote afterward. I had to dig a little bit to find this, but quote, The sport of wrestling, it's a fight. The gold medal in the last match of the tournament, that's putting us on a plane forward, and I feel really good about it. End quote. I had to really dig for that one because I was kind of curious what the vibe was like after the Rio games. Um, considering everything that happened in Tokyo this week And guys, I'm not sure that anybody back then Could have seen all the good vibes that were on the way this past week Because you fast forward to the 2020 Olympic Games Which is what we're talking about here um, Took place over a week span at Makuhari Messi Hall Or Makuhari Messi Hall, excuse me and these accomplishments from USA Wrestling, just still astounding even a few days after the end of the competition. Like I said before, the U.S. won nine total medals across the men's and women's freestyle competitions. Tamara Mensa stock David Taylor, and Gable Steveson all won gold. Adeline Gray and Kyle Snyder both won silver. And then Thomas Gilman, Helman, Helen Maroulis, Kyle Dake, and Sarah Hildebrandt all won bronze. That is the most, by the U.S., in a single olympic game since women's freestyle was added in 2004 and the most ever by the u.s at a non-boycotted olympic games um i know people are going to point to the 1984 team that won 13 but the soviet union was not there in 84 um, which is kind of important because in 88 they won 15 of 20 potential uh, they won 15 medals and 20 potential olympic weights um, so that's kind of important to know there very impressive performance here from the United States. Um, the nine total medals led all countries across all three styles during the week. Russia was second with eight, and then Japan finished third with seven, including five of them that were gold medals. They won four golds in the women's freestyle competitions, and then, and then Takuto Odeguro, uh won at 65 kilograms on the very last day. Um, that also comes, nine total medals, after the U.S. won 11 total medals across the last three Olympic Games. They won three in 2016, five in 2012, and three in 2008, and that includes um, Turval DeLagnev's uh, he got bumped from 5th place to bronze because of the rushing doping scandal, so they were able to move everybody up at his weight class um, and he was formally awarded an Olympic medal so, very impressive performance from USA wrestling. The men's freestyle team batted a thousand. They brought five wrestlers and all five of them uh, left with medals. That is the most since the 1996 men's freestyle team. They also won five in Atlanta that year, but that was back when the men's freestyle team had 10 weights. Um, the men's freestyle competition had 10 weights, both freestyle and Greco. Those were the only two wrestling competitions that were contested because women's freestyle wasn't quite a thing yet. Um, at least in the Olympic sports, I know that was contested at world championships. So Uh, Men's freestyle team, five for five in Tokyo um, that matched the total output from 96 again, but they went five for 10. Um, the women's freestyle team brought a full squad of six wrestlers to Tokyo. They left with four medals. Um, before the week began, guys, USA Wrestling had only ever won five Olympic medals all time in women's freestyle wrestling. This year's women's team nearly matched that because they had the four medals and then a fifth wrestler, Jakara Winchester. She fell in the bronze medal match at 53 kilograms. So shout out to the USA women. Three golds this week, Tamara Mensa stock David Taylor, Gable Steveson. That's the most Olympic golds for a U.S. team since, again, 1996 when you had Kendall Cross, Tom Brands, and Kurt Angle and his broke freaking neck. They all won gold in men's freestyle. Two more Americans, Kyle Snyder and Adeline Gray, they reached the Olympic finals. That gave the U.S. five total Olympic finalists, which is the most since, again, 1996, when seven made the finals. Uh, Tamara became America's second-ever women's freestyle Olympic champ, joining Helen Maroulis, who won gold in Rio. Um, she is also the first black woman to ever win Olympic gold in women's freestyle. She went 4-0 and last week and outscored her opponents 34-5. to That's a little ridiculous. And then finally, USA Wrestling's nine total medals is the third most of any American sport at the 2020 Olympic Games, behind only swimming, which won 30, and track and field, which won 26. That is an awesome stat, finally, for USA Wrestling to hang their hat on. It was a hell of a week, guys. The good vibes came early and often every single day. Um, That was kind of the big-picture overview Here, upcoming next, is a little bit of the nitty gritty. The men's freestyle and women's freestyle teams combined for a 31 9 overall record. So you had 11 total wrestlers take the map between men's and women's freestyle for the United States. Um, They didn't even lose 10 combined matches. That's pretty awesome. The men went 16 3. The women went 15 6. The only wart all week came from the four man Greco Roman squad who limped to a 1 5 mark and failed to win a medal for the third straight Olympic Games. We will probably discuss that performance at a later date. If not, I encourage you guys to go to five point move um where they all they do is greco and they have a handful of very kind of smart analytical um breakdowns about what happened with the US, why internationally we just continue to struggle a little bit and uh, maybe there's some hope on the horizon coming. I don't know. I even though they went one in five. Um, you know, a handful of those matches were fairly close. I know Giangelo Hancock lost in the quarterfinals. I believe that final was uh, 5-4 or 4-3 um, to a guy that ended up dominating his way to bronze. Um, so, you know, Ildar Hafizov lost to two medalists at 60 kilograms. Um, Alejandro Sancho and Don- John Stefanowicz both losing fairly close matches in their first rounds, weren't able to get pulled back into the repechage. But, um, you know, you could tell that a couple of situations here, a couple of situations there. Who knows where USA Greco goes over the course of the week? But that was kind of the only uh, meh portion, I think, of the wrestling competition when it came to Americans. Um, Because of that, we're going to focus strictly on freestyle through the remainder of the show. And guys, let me tell you, they were good. They were very, very good uh, as if the medal results weren't um, indicative enough. In the 31 freestyle wins, 13 technical falls, 17 shutouts. Guys, they were ridiculous. The men's freestyle team collectively outscored their opponents by a combined 144 to 39 and two of their three losses were by four total points, both of whom were to eventual gold medal winners from Russia. Thomas Gilman lost lost to 5-4 to Zavor Goyev, and then Snyder lost 6-3 to three to Abdul Rashid Sajulayev in the finals at 97 kilos. The other loss was Kyle Dake's stunning 11-0 loss to Belarus at 74 kilos. Um, Belarus ultimately made the finals. I say Belarus the country because I do not want to butcher his name. Um, at one point, the U.S. wrestlers, they won 11 straight matches, starting with Gable Steveson's semifinal win on Thursday morning, running all the way to Kyle Snyder's semifinal win on Friday morning. Um, they won those 11 matches by a combined 90 to eight. So that's really good vibes for an entire 24 hours. In those 11 matches, the U.S. sent two wrestlers to the finals, Gable and Snyder, won three medals, Gilman winning bronze, Taylor winning gold, Helen winning bronze, and three more reached medal matches. You had Dake and Jakara Winchester both win their Repeshaw's matches, and then Sarah Hildebrandt won in the quarters, which guaranteed at least a bronze medal match. She ultimately lost in the semifinals, heartbreaking fashion, but still put herself in position to contend for a medal that she ultimately won. Um, That 11-match win streak, guys, was actually really part of a larger run by the United States freestyle wrestlers. If you go back and start with Tamra stock's finals victory on Tuesday morning, the U.S. wrestlers rattled off an astounding 25 wins over their last 32 matches in the tournament. There was really only one rough day the entire competition for the United States, and that was Monday, when Adeline lost in her gold medal match, 7-3 to to Germany's Aline Um That was early in the morning. Then you had Kayla Miracle, John Stefanowicz, and Alejandro Sancho all lose at night, and they were eventually eliminated from the competition. That proved to be just a blip on the radar because Tamara became an Olympic champion, and the rest of her American teammates followed her lead because every U.S. wrestler that took the mat after she won gold either won a medal or wrestled for one. Um, on Wednesday, you had Gable Steveson. He thumped Taha Agul, the 2016 Olympic heavyweight champ. On Thursday, Gilman and Helen completed their medal runs in dominant fashion, uh, winning their bronze medal bouts 9-1 and 11-0, respectively. David Taylor's electrifying gold medal match against uh, Iran's Hassan Yazdani Chirati was sandwiched between them, where he connected on a blast double with 10 seconds left to win that match 4-3. The next day, more good vibes. Snyder and Sarah both stormed into the semifinals. Dake battled back for bronze, and Gable topped Taylor's... Th- thrilling gold medal victory by producing one of his own scoring two takedowns in 13 seconds to defeat Georgia's Gino Pietrasvili the three-time defending world champ Um, Gable just 21 years old um, the youngest wrestler on a USA wrestling squad that really isn't all that old to begin with when you guys think about it only three of the 11 freestyle wrestlers are currently 30 these guys are gals are still very young very much in the prime of their careers and there's every reason to believe that they'll be around for a little while longer then again we saw at the U.S. Olympic trials, right, that there's a youth movement afoot. Both Adeline and Tamra had to hold off high schoolers in the best of three finals. Young stars like Vito Arujau, Dayton Fix, and yes, Spencer Lee are all accomplished age level freestylers who are going to push Gilman in the years ahead. There's seemingly tons more names at every weight. Guys like Yanni Diakamahalas, Colton Schultz on the Greco side. Um, tons more women's freestyle wrestlers that are on the way up. Um, so those three medals that U.S. won in Greco and in Rio, um, they don't seem like a lot after the haul they earned this week, but Burnett, USA, wrestling executive director rich bender many others told anybody who listened that bigger things were coming perhaps they were the only ones that could have predicted nine medals in tokyo none of us have to wait very long for the next big opportunity for usa wrestling the 2021 world championships in norway are just two months out and the 2024 olympics in paris are going to be here before we know it guys um that's kind of my overall thoughts on the week it was a very successful week it was a lot of fun watching it it was very easy to sacrifice sleep when you had american wrestlers um just dominate their weight class and their brackets. It was so much fun to watch. I know I mentioned Greco a little bit and kind of how that was the only wart of the week when it came to USA wrestling. Um, you know, I think they were, they were kind of rescued a little bit in the sense that, um, you know, whoever devised the schedules for the Olympic, uh, the Olympic Games, they, they made the decision to put one women's weight every single day. And so even as Greco was kind of struggling a little bit, um, you had a lot of people kind of watching and paying attention to them because, um, you know, first day of Greco also had Adeline Gray, and she did very, very well storming into the finals. The second day of Greco also had Tamra Mensa stock. Um, you know, I mentioned that Monday where, um, you know, Greco win 0-2, Kayla Miracle lost her tough match, uh, but it was kind of salvaged with Tamara Mensah Stock winning a gold medal, the first of three for the United States um, later that day. So, um, you know, lots of really good things that came out of the week for USA Wrestling. Um, some things, obviously, that they're still worth working on. Um, you know, I kind of felt bad a little bit for, you know, a guy like Jordan Oliver, right? Kind of feeling for him because, you know, he came so close to, to qualifying his weight for the Olympics and being the guy here. And, um, you know, you do that at a weight like 65 kilograms, which is super, super tough, but it kind of went a a little wonky there when she got into the quarters and the semifinals would have been very interesting to see how he would have done here. Um, you know as the only men's freestyle wrestler that didn't qualify just you know I was thinking about him a little bit as the tournament went along same thing with a couple other Greco guys like Jesse Porter and Adam Kuhn um, Adam Kuhn's obviously pretty busy with football stuff right now but um, just you know just thinking of those guys and, and how how fun and entertaining and great and revealing the week was for USA Wrestling just you know the guys and gals that maybe should have been here but weren't um, you know definitely thinking about a lot of those guys as USA was just kind of mopping up the competition on the mat it was a really fun week I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did um, we will uh, we'll get to the interviews now. I think I've rambled quite a bit enough. That's how we're going to wrap up today's show. Um, we're going to hear from uh, Thomas Gilman, of course. Got a got a uh, you know hear from the Iowa boy, um, and then we also had three Olympic champs: Tamara Mensa Stock, David Taylor, and Gable Stephenson. Um, we're going to go in that order. Shout out again to USA Wrestling for help with these interviews. We're going to start with Gilman. Um, ultimately went two and one and won bronze at 57 kilograms. It was a tough, tough start for Gilman, who wrestled a nearly perfect match, guys, in the first round, but he came up short against Russia's zaver Yugoyev five to four. Um, Gilman rallied from down three to one in the second period to lead four to three in the final moments. Um, but Yagoiev scored a late takedown with five seconds left to win. That allowed him to advance. That was the bad news. It was really rough, um, especially given the way that Gilman wrestled the rest of the way. I kind of thought that if he could get through that first- round match, he um, might have a shot to have a pretty special week, right? Um, the, the, so that first round loss was the bad news. The good news, of course, is that Yagoyev ultimately reached the finals, and he ended up winning gold, right? Um, but because he reached the finals, that pulled Gilman back into the repishage. For those that weren't able to kind of follow along and pay attention, um, the, at the Olympic Games and the World Wrestling Championships, there aren't traditional consolation or wrestleback matches. Um, once the two finalists are decided, the wrestlers that they beat along the way are the only ones eligible to compete for bronze in what's called the repechage And so that's where Gilman landed as a result of Yagoyev reaching the finals. And Gilman, guys, he took advantage. 11 to one technical fall win over Uzbekistan's uh, Gulaman Abdulyev. Um, that was in the repechage match. And then in the bronze medal match, he uh, notched a nine to one win over Iran's uh, Reza Atria Nagarchi. Um, and again, that was to win bronze. Um, so tough loss to Yugoyev to start, but then he outscored his final two opponents by a combined 20 to two. Thomas Gilman just excellent excellent response he is now the 10th former Hawkeye wrestler to win an Olympic medal in wrestling um, and the first to do it since Terry Brands and Lincoln McElrady both won bronze in 2000 so Gilman in his interview afterwards with uh, select members of the media uh, he dissected his tournament as a whole um, kind of just talked about how he felt about his performance how he was able to bounce back from a tough first round loss and he also revealed an injury um, that he had been battling before even arriving at Tokyo kind of dives into those details a little bit how he's able to manage that and um just kind of what he had to do um you know to be ready for it while also managing that injury um after him i spliced together interviews from Tamara mensa stock david taylor and gable steveson um they had formal press conferences after they all won gold um and that some of them had it with some other um you know, other Olympic gold medalists, right? So there was some foreign language going on there. Um, I don't speak Russian hardly at all. Um, I, let's be real, I don't speak Russian at all. I don't know how many people listening um, speak Russian all that much. So I kind of cut out um, all those extra interviews just to, to kind of save you the sound for the Americans. Um, so I edited their interviews down. Um, they're not very long, um, but they are quite revealing. These guys give some pretty good answers to some pretty fun questions. Um, so you guys have that coming up after we hear from Thomas Gilman. So again, enough of me blathering. Uh, Uh, We are going to hear from a handful of these Olympic medalists now. I hope you guys enjoy, and I will see you on the other side. There
0: we go. Let's do it. Thomas... uh Man, what what a tournament! Those last two matches, you were absolutely on fire. You know, but that, those two are really good opponents. You've had two really tough battles with Atri in your career. Um, what, what did you did you flip a switch here? And assess your performance today.
4: Um, I think the, the the one switch that I made was just uh, just worrying about myself. You know, I, I have a lot of things that I'm really good at, and he's got a couple things he's good at, um, obviously. But I, I wasn't really concerned about that. Um, I let my my coaches, you know, kind of run me through, you know, hey, you know, maybe do this, do that. But when I was out there, I was just worrying about getting my shots and, and pushing and pulling and just doing the things I do best. And obviously, you know, it worked out. So there are a lot of changes I've made in the last um, in the last year and a quarter. You know, not just physically get up and moving, but just mentally and emotionally and spiritually. You know that. That have allowed me to be here. You know, it hasn't been an easy road. You know, I've taken my bumps and bruises along the way and kind of, you know, was down in the in the little ditch. But, you know, now we're back up out of it. And it's just uh, it's an amazing experience to be here. And and really, I think the best wrestling of my life has come through at the most amazing time, and that's right now. Um, are there things that could have went better? Could I, could I have wrestled a little bit better through some of these positions in the last... You know, 45 seconds of one match, yeah, of course, but um, I'm just so ecstatic about uh, uh, the way I wrestled, really. Um, But, you know, there's always work to be done, and and we'll go back to the drawing board and fix what needs fixed. A lot of,
0: I mean, you'll see elite, elite wrestlers, they take a loss like the first one you took, and they can't bounce back. Um, What's that process like going from, hey, I almost beat the guy that just won the Olympic title, to, all right, let's get bronze.
4: I think uh, it just kind of goes back to something my grandfather told me growing up over and over is don't think too much you know so i just didn't think too much and he's two-time reigning world champion now olympic gold medalist so uh, i had pretty good faith that he was gonna kind of pull through and and pull me back in the tournament so i just controlled what i could control and uh kind of worked on my weight right after the match and kind of followed him and he gave me a few uh, nerves but he ended up doing the job but i i knew that you know, he's a good wrestler, so I had to kind of get my act together and, and come back and, and compete and compete to the the highest level I could possibly. You know, God didn't put me here in this situation for me to pout and moan because I lost a two-time world champion. You know, that's easy to kind of maybe hang your hat on and say, well, I could have, should have, would have. But what are you going to do when someone punches you in the mouth and you fall down? You get back up and you just keep fighting, and that's all I did. I just got up, kept fighting, and didn't think too much, and... Just did my thing. You, you seem
5: pretty, you know, not, not emotional, but, like, you talked about where you'd come from. Was that what you were thinking about when the match ended
4: there a little bit? Uh, uh, th- that final match? Yeah, yeah, the, the match. Yeah, I mean, just, it's been an emotional journey, right? right. You know, spending seven years at University of Iowa and, and born and raised in Iowa, you know, I didn't know anything different, you know, and, and I kind of got to a point not – only in my wrestling career, but in my personal life where some things needed to change, and they needed to change, you know, sometimes it's change of scenery, sometimes it's change of mind, sometimes it's change of, of whatever, and, and I took that leap of faith, me and my wife did together, took that leap of faith to up and move um, physically, and, it, it, and it, it paid off, you know, some people are going to say, well, you didn't win gold, it didn't pay off. You know, I can tell you that um, you're wrong. You know, whether I walk away here with the medal or not, the the progress that I've made in my life, um, emotionally and spiritually, and uh, with my wife and uh, daughter on the way, it's it's just uh, I can't put into words um, how grateful I am for for the opportunity that was given to me at Penn State. And that's nothing against Iowa. You know, they treated me well for seven years. Um, I don't have anything bad to say about Iowa which is sometimes things need to change and, and the change that I made um, paid off and, and it's just kind of emotional to think about you know because you know it could have been a flop and if it was then that's on me but it wasn't a flop and, and that's it's not on me that's on my surroundings and God and my wife so um, you you put out a blog after
0: your trials uh, about an injury and about some of the it almost seemed like revelations you, you were having. Can you elaborate on maybe a little bit more now about the injury? What what happened and what was going on there in, in those revelations you mentioned?
4: Yeah, um, I'll just I'll just spill the whole beans. Uh, I in the first match of the finals of the trials against Vito Arugia, um The first period, he got to take down the turn. Everyone remembers that. Came back to the middle. He shot right off the whistle. Um, I posted funny something popped in my foot. I end up tearing my Liz Fronk. And, um, you know, we, we figured it out. We got through the first match and the second match, you know, God willing. You know, sometimes you just got to suck it up and you got to be tough. You know, and that's what we had to do. And and uh, we got it evaluated when I got back to State College and had to evaluate three different times by three different doctors and they said, you need surgery. And I was like, well, surgery's not an option. I'm going to the Olympic Games, but Surgeons, You know, that's their job is to do surgery. So we uh, looked outside the box, and luckily, you know, you know people that know people, and and Coach Kale knows some people. So we got connected with a guy, and and, and he healed me. Um, He didn't necessarily heal my foot per se, but he he, uh, opened up some wounds that were scarred over emotionally and then physically that – that allowed me to heal. Kind of opened up some energy pathways, and I, I, I haven't been taking care of my body very well throughout my wrestling career. It was always more and more and more. Push harder, you know. If if I didn't win, it's because I didn't train hard enough. But that wasn't the answer. I, I was abusing my body. I was. I don't really. I never believed in this in this term, but I was overtraining to a certain extent. Um, I wasn't training smart. Um, and sometimes when you're young, you can get away with it. But as you get older, you know, I had an injury, I tore my hamstring. That was the first sign. God was saying, hey, take care of this body I've given you. I'm loaning this to you. Uh, take care of it. And I didn't listen. And then he struck struck me down with my foot again. He said, pay attention to me. Take care of this body. He said, okay, fine. I'll take care of it. And then I adjusted some things in, in, my, in my physical life, in my spiritual life, in my nutrition, to kind of take care of my body and my training, kind of less is more you know the older i get so um maybe i'm kind of talking to revelations there again but uh, it all kind of comes back to that foot injury that i uh, that occurred at the trials and and it, it was it wasn't about you know me posting wrong it, and i i believe that it was god saying hey if you're not going to listen to me if you're not going to take time to take care of this body that i have given you then i will keep striking you down and uh You know, I listened to him, I got the right help, I knew the right people, and here we are today, thanks to him. Who's the healer that you mentioned? Um, it's none of nobody's business. Um, He's a guy that, uh, he's a guy. I don't, um, he's got enough business as it is, so I'll, I'll, I'll leave him alone. And it's for, it's for not being arrogant, but it's for his own privacy. And I don't know if he would appreciate that, but, um, Maybe if I talk to him and in, in a later interview, I can I can give out that that information.
0: One other question: um, wrestled a Russian. They're representing the Russian Olympic Committee this time around. What, what are your thoughts on uh, Russia's involvement here? Are you glad that that Russia was able to send their wrestling team?
4: Yes, I'm very grateful for that. Um, you know what. Sport, especially the sport of wrestling, transcends all politics, right? And I've always believed that, and I'll believe that until some, until I, uh, until the day I die. And there are certain things that um, don't really enter this realm of intimacy within the sport of wrestling. So politics, whatever the, the doping or whatever they got in trouble for, um, maybe I'm naive, but I don't know if it was in the sport of wrestling. Um, I don't know. If it was, and now it's not, the guy still, the Russian in my way still won. And they're still doing really well. So uh, I'm glad they're there. I'm glad for, grateful for the opportunity to compete against two-time world champion Nagoyev, Olympic gold medalist. It um, just kind of, you know, I'm right there. I just got to, you know, I just got to finish that sprint. So I, I'm i glad they were here. It, it wouldn't be the same without Russia. It wouldn't be the same without Iran. It wouldn't be the same without uh, the United States of America. So um, we need to have everybody here because this is what brings people together. We don't. There's enough outside there. The politicians are doing enough to push us apart. Um, it's our job here as athletes, as wrestlers, especially to pull people together because there's not a lot of sports where you can get Iran, Russia, the United States all in one room and actually get along. So uh, I think it's pretty special. Instead of like looking, I'm not saying that you're doing this, but instead of looking for the negative and all oh, the politics, like let's let's be. Uh, Let's just be grateful for what we got in the sport of wrestling. It brings people together. You know, you got Russians and Iranians and Americans out there back there high five and saying congratulations. You don't see that um, anywhere outside of the sport of wrestling, really, or outside of sport in general. So, um, man, we have a lot to be grateful for in, in, in the Olympic Games and in sport. You're on the world team.
0: Um, will you be wrestling in, in, in October for the world championships?
4: Ask me tomorrow. Okay. Um, I'm asking me in, when I get home, I don't know, um, I'm just going to live this up. Uh, I'm just going to be in the moment, and I'll talk to my wife, and we'll figure it out. But um, first thing first is i got to listen to God, and i got to take care of this body. You know, you know Obviously, the foot is, is, a, is an issue, um, and we need to see what we need to do with it and then move on from there. But for right now, I'm an Olympic bronze medalist, and um, that's all I need for now. Hi, Tamara. Olivia Reiner with USA Today. You talked a little bit about wanting to be somewhat of a, a role model, someone who's visible for young girls that are interested in wrestling or wrestling
2: themselves. Who was that for you as you were coming up? That We fancy. Okay, my bad. <laughs> So I started in 10th grade and I didn't really have uh, role models growing up like on the the world stage, but somebody that really inspired me was my twin sister because she had got injured uh, our first year wrestling. And then she came back after two years of not wrestling and uh, she became the second state champion at our entire school and I was the first. So just looking at a family member, I was like, this girl is just so strong. So powerful and just a comeback kid, and she was inspiring to me. And uh, then uh, as I got older um, and went to the Olympic Training Center, I found Randy Miller, Elena Pereskovva, and I was like, "Holy crow, these women are a beast! I wanna, I wanna be like them." And I found Adeline Gray, and uh, yeah, I just tried to surround myself with greatness. Oh, well, it—that's how that happened.
0: Mary I'll keep hitting you
2: with the questions if you don't mind
4: what did you do between last night and tonight I know you had like plans or you were kind of thinking about maybe watching The Walking Dead or I don't know
2: what what did you end up doing so I I tried to sleep last night and the people above me were extremely loud so that didn't really happen Uh, and then in the morning made wait Uh, I watched a little bit I watched two episodes of The Walking Dead my coach Izzy uh, he made sure I got food in me because I did not feel like eating. I was nervous, uh, man. I was I was so nervous. And um, uh, Maya, she went to my room and she was like, "Okay, you sleep and I'll watch The Walking Dead, like as like I'll catch up because like when I watch it, she watches it, but she's not really a follower of it. So she just kind of kept me company. And then finally, I was able to sleep. Uh, so it was a it was a lot of just chilling. Uh, I watched everybody, the USA team this morning, and I watched them wrestle and that made me even more jittery because I was like, oh, it's so close, start it, why? So there's just like a lot of like nerve-wracking moments and I just tried to stay calm. That was like dang near extremely impossible. So um, I honestly don't even freaking know how I did it. Like, I just kept telling my coaches, I'm nervous, I'm scared. I'm nervous. I'm freaking out here. Help me. I'm freaking out. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that, that's the insight. It wasn't pretty. <laughs> yes,
0: I guess I also had a light hearted question for you, too. Um, you know, it's pretty customary, you know, some countries give you some sort of prize with the medal and, you know, athletes have used that, you know, for their parents, you know, they buy their parents a car or whatever a house or pay off college loans. I'm just curious if you had any plans already for yours.
2: For sure, I've got a plan. I wanted to give my mom $30,000 so she can get a food truck, because it's her dream. And I told her five years ago, all right, mommy, I'll get you your food truck, but you gotta be responsible. She's like, yeah, thank you, baby. So my mom's getting her food truck. She's gonna gonna have her little cooking business. She can cook really, (laughs) really, really well. Barbecue. (laughs) I don't eat it because I'm a pescatarian
1: now. (laughs) Questions for, uh, for David. Uh, you set a childhood goal of winning an Olympic championship when you were eight. Uh, you talked with the other media about winning at every level and having that expectation as well as other people's expectation of you. So you've, you've envisioned this for a lot of years. Was it like what you thought it was going to be or different? And just talk about that a little bit.
3: I think... Uh, just gotta tap it. There we go. Uh, I, I, you vision that so many times in so many different ways, um, but nothing is like the real thing. You know, to be in the moment um, where you you truly the preparation and the hard work that you put in, the determination to want to win is really put to the test. You know, and you can easily just say M- maybe next time, or you find a way to do it. You know, and I think uh, you can envision it over and over and over again, but when you're there, there's nothing like that moment to be present. And to seize that opportunity.
1: David, uh, congratulations for the gold medal. I have just one question. Can you rate your three wins over Yazdani in, in order? Can you can you rate your wins over Yazdani? I, uh,
3: you know, I don't want to s- necessarily talk about you know wins over this guy because he's helped me become a better wrestler. You know, and I think each time that I've wrestled him, it's been a different circumstance. You know, in 2017 at the world cup i was fairly unknown at the international level and i was just trying to see where i was at you know and i think in 2018 at the world championships um you know maybe people thought it was a surprise the first time we wrestled and you know, obviously meeting in the first round and having that epic battle that we did you know in here and i just think you know for wrestling fans around the world that we could wrestle in a gold medal match i think was was pretty special you know obviously we i i I believe that we're both great representatives of the sport of wrestling and the way that we carry ourselves the way that we compete um you know my wife actually just sent me a picture right after the match of of both of us and i just think that that picture is is a good summary of, of really our relationship not that hassan and i really know each other but i mean he's driving me i'm driving him you know and we're wrestling to the very end every single time you know the emotion um, and preparation that goes into a match like that. You know, it just you, you just got to be thankful. I'm thankful for him, grateful for him. And uh, we're going to continue to push each other. That's This is obviously not the last time that we're going to wrestle, and um, looking forward to the next time. I'm sorry? I'll be at the World Championships in two months. Uh,
1: Gabe, it's still not synced in, I guess, uh, yet, but uh, just explain to you, m- explain to us it's been around an hour that you've done this what what have you just realized in that one hour from that match till now we are sitting right over here um... i think i'm i don't know what i'm, re- what I'm really feeling right now i haven't it, it hasn't hit it hasn't even soaked in it's it's a it's a crazy feeling that i'm sitting at this point with a gold medal on my my neck and uh... This is something different. This is something that, I, that I'll take in forever and that'll, that'll sit with me forever. Um, just a, a crazy moment for me in my life. This question is for Gable. Uh, your gold medal win put the United States ahead of uh, Russia by five points in the unofficial team race. Uh, can, you, can you talk about the team we had coming in here and uh, the, the battle with Russia here for team sup- sup- supremacy and uh, men's freestyle? Um, we, we got a fantastic team that came in here, to came over here to Tokyo and, and to do uh, big things. Um, the, te- the team right with, with um, Russia and America, it's always something different. It's always head-to-head. It's always competitive. You know, they look to beat us. We look to beat them. But we still got Kyle Snyder and sat Live going at it tomorrow, probably one of the biggest matchups that are, that's going to happen in this tournament. Um, I'm gonna, I'm looking forward to Kyle doing his thing, doing the job, and, but it's not a tough task when you're going to get set alive, so Kyle's got it in him, we're gonna see tomorrow, and I, besides that, the rest of the team has done great things, um, we're looking for Kyle to finish it out for us, and he's gonna do his job. Gable, uh, David Taylor's already said he's heading to Oslo, what are your plans for the next couple of months? Do you plan on wrestling at the World Championships later this year? Um... My plan right now is take it one day at a time. I have no clue if I'll I get to that point. Um, something most definitely to think about and I'm gonna I'm gonna get back home, think about it with the coaches and we're gonna make the best decision for me. but no clue as of now.
5: today's show you guys I appreciate you tuning in and follow along and all the action of last week Um, we sacrificed a lot of sleep to cover that whole thing but USA Wrestling responded with an insanely great performance one that we're going to remember for a long long time it was awesome to follow I hope you guys got to relive some of those memorable moments on today's show we'll be back later this week with an interview from Zach from Stalemates to get you ready for his upcoming card the Stalemate Street League that's set for this Friday here in Des Moines I think you guys are really going to enjoy that interview I'm excited to share it with you. Um, so make sure to tune in and be ready for that one probably around Thursday morning since the card will take place Friday evening. So be on the lookout for that. Um, but that is the rest of today's show, you guys. Thanks a bunch again for listening. Be sure to rate and review the show on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Cody Goodwin. And be sure to also subscribe to the Des Moines Register to catch all my stories, mailbags, analysis, and videos. You don't want to miss a thing. I know we're going to kind of go into a little lull here when it comes to the sport of wrestling, but Um, you know I'll stay in tune with the all all the wrestling conversation that goes on throughout the remainder of these next few months Um, you know with the junior world championships coming up um, you know next month you're going to have the the senior world team trial so be curious to kind of see who's going to be there from the Olympic team and who else will get an opportunity to vie for some of these other non-Olympic weights Um, you know and then on top of that you know that's got the world championships are going to be in early October and by then um, you know the the folk style season will roll back around with high school and collegiate stuff and um, wrestling never stops guys especially now. Now, um, with just so much coming back into our lives after the COVID-19 pandemic. I know it's not officially done yet, but we still got a lot of wrestling coming up here, um, which is really exciting for us. So I'll make sure to stay up to date on all of that. So be sure to follow your boy on Twitter um, and you can find links um, to all of that to subscribe, to tweet, to connect with me, um, as well as stories that I have written this past week, both for Intermat and for the Des Moines Register in the show notes. Thanks again for listening, you guys. We will talk again soon.
3: I'll be at the World Championships in two months.